Welcome to the Talking Disney Podcast. hosts jason and cody i'm jason and i'm cody and welcome to episode 16 of the talking disney podcast so how are you doing cody i'm doing great jason how are you doing i am doing just great as well uh sitting here at my house the rain just stopped so i don't have to uh, listen to that bang on the windows and getting ready to talk about some disney stuff getting ready to talk about some disney stuff yeah yeah not a lot in the news this week that uh, that I thought about talking about. So we're probably just going to get to our main topic pretty quickly. Uh, unless you had anything you wanted to talk about. I don't no? think there was anything particular that I wanted to mention. Um, there was just this one thing this last week. Um, it wasn't very big or anything, but it was the 50th anniversary of the Honda Mansion. Oh yeah, that that yeah, that is kind of big. <laughs> which which strange that you mentioned that because that's what I wanted to talk about today. Well, wouldn't Look you? There. Know. You you must have been reading my mind. Something. So, yeah, August 9th, uh, 50th anniversary of the Honda Mansion. What of I say Disneyland's probably um, most well known attractions, most well liked, most well loved. Um, of, of all the attractions. Um, and it was not one of the, wasn't one of the original ones when it opened. Um, obviously, cause it's only celebrating its 50th and not its 64th anniversary. So, um, and one of the ones that Walt had a hand in the planning process, but was not alive for when it finally debuted. Uh, in 1969. Uh, so we're going to talk a little bit about the the history of Haunted Mansion, some of the, I guess you could say, the changes, the secrets, the um, things we find interesting about it. Uh, so we will go ahead and get started. Uh, I don't know if you knew, but the Haunted Mansion actually was a concept way back in 1951, so four years before Disneyland was even opened. Um, uh, artist named Harper Goff, which I'm sure you've heard of him, uh, had a early concept illustration of a haunted house on a hill overlooking a creepy graveyard. Um, then that became, in 1953, a uh, Imagineer named Marvin Davis actually had a, a layout of a old house on the hill that was actually going to be near uh, Main Street USA, um, which is nowhere where it's, where, you know, obviously it's not located there now, but I think that, I don't know if that would have worked uh, with the Haunted Mansion so close to Main Street. Um, I know you were talking about it earlier in some of the early concept drawings that you were talking about. Uh, I don't know, right. what would you think if it was in that location? 
I, I mean, obviously, I don't think it would have fit being like directly off Main Street. There were some concepts, kind of like you said, up, kind of it being up on a hill, kind of overlooking the graveyard and different things. So it would have been removed from Main Street enough if they had gone with that original idea or concept that I think for me, it would have, it would have been okay. It, it would have worked in that sense. Cause it still would have been removed enough. It kind of, you right. kind of would have had to go away from main street enough and up this hill to it to get to it. Um, because still, I mean, I mean, it's a new Orleans square. Um, and it fits well enough, I guess, but it doesn't necessarily scream new Orleans to me either where it's currently at. Okay. So. 1955, Disneyland opened, and uh, obviously there was no Haunted Mansion. So um, I don't know if they just didn't didn't have the room for it after, you know, with the final design, or if they didn't have, uh, you know, for whatever reason, it, it wasn't part of opening day 1955. Um, so, and it was still quite, quite a few years away. Um, in 1957, uh, a guy named Ken Anderson actually developed a haunted house experience for Disneyland, and it was a his his rendering was a kind of an old rundown uh, mansion in an overgrown New Orleans Bayou type place, uh, and that was actually rejected by Walt Disney. Uh, he didn't want anything that looked old and dilapidated uh, in his park, uh, so he wanted the outside to look nice. Uh, and I think one of the quotes I read was, um, how did he word it? He said something like, we'll take care of the outside and we'll let the ghosts have the inside. So uh, his idea was for the inside to be the be the scary, dilapidated part, but he didn't want anything that didn't look nice sitting in his park, which I kind of understand. Um, and Anderson's proposed uh, layout was actually for a walkthrough kind of ghost, ho- ghost house Um with some scenes like with the haunted uh, or with the headless horseman, um, some other tie-ins like with Dracula and Frankenstein, but obviously that didn't come to fruition. Um, and his idea was for Walt to narrate a brief story of, of the, it was going to be called the Bloodmere estate with a captain blood and his bride. Apparently he had to kill her uh, because she found out what he actually did or something like that. Uh, totally different from what they have now. Um, so through the late fifties, uh, there was uh, other people involved. Uh, Ken, Ken Anderson was still involved with the development. Um, Raleigh Crump and Yale Gracie came in, um, to the mix, uh, for some special effects. Um, and then in 1961 construction actually began on the Haunted Mansion and they, uh, and the, uh, the things they would pass out the front gate called for a haunted house would be open in New Orleans or in old New Orleans uh, in 1963. Um, and I guess it was going to be, it says near rogues gallery and a tree house, which would later be the Swiss family tree house. Cause that opened in 1962. Um, and then in 1963, it was, the house was finished. It was sitting there up on the hill. And, um, but wasn't open. Um, I know I've got a picture of a sign here. They posted a sign out front 
that said, notice all ghosts and restless spirits post lifetime leases are now available in this haunted mansion. Don't be left out in the sunshine. Enjoy active retirement in this country club atmosphere. The fashionable dress for famous ghosts, ghosts trying to make a name for themselves and ghosts afraid to live by themselves. Leases include license to scare the daylights out of ghosts, visiting the portrait gallery, museum of the supernatural, graveyard and other ha happy haunting grounds for reservations send resume of past experience to ghost relations department disneyland please do not apply in person so at that at that point i'm pretty sure that's when it was still going to be a walkthrough correct i believe so what was what'd you say that was 63 63 yep i believe yes i believe so yeah uh, in 63 yes I know there's going to be a walkthrough. Raleigh Crump had done a bunch of uh, mock-ups of like a museum of the weird type stuff, uh, wax candle men and clocks and different things. Um, yeah, there were just, there were a bunch of different ideas that the Imagineers came up with for the Haunted Mansion and it took them a while. And I guess you could argue that they still never really settled on one theme or one idea for the haunted mansion whether they wanted it to be kind of like a museum of of weird things or if it, they wanted it to be on the side of a little more spooky or scary or if they wanted it to kind of be silly gags and things like that right right i know around 63 64 they were getting ready for the the new york world's fair also yes. so i don't think haunted mansion was really high on walt's list uh I, I know he really wanted to impress with his uh, stuff out at the World's Fair, like Small World and stuff like that. Right, because a lot of that stuff was sponsored and it gave him, gave Walt, the opportunity to create new projects, create new technology that was being paid for. You know, someone was right. sponsoring this work of his and to create this new technology, you know, so he could put on a good show for the World's Fair and, you know, continue to make a name for himself and... um reinvent and revolutionize the entertainment industry as far as theme parks went. Right. And yeah, then he could turn around and use that in his, in his own park. Right. I know I read, uh, he pulled much of the, the, the imaginary talent that was working on the Haunted Mansion off of the Haunted Mansion for the World's Fair. I know Raleigh Crump was involved in the World's Fair and stuff like that. So, yeah, I think, cause I think that was also when WED Enterprises was still operational. And I think he pulled almost everyone from WED to start working on projects for the World's Fair rather than working on projects for Disneyland. Right, right. So as a kid in the mid-1960s, you would have gone to Disneyland and seen this haunted mansion behind this gate and couldn't go in it. So um, they finally did get back to work on it. Uh, you know, the World's Fair ended. Um, and then in 1965, there's a Walt Disney's Wonderful World of Color show that actually had a preview of the Haunted Mansion. Um, Walt Disney talked about the ghosts from around the world and wall-to-wall -wall cobwebs with creaking doors. And um, the who was it? Mark Davis actually just demonstrated the Medusa portrait meta metamorphosis and the stretching room portraits that we have. And that's where I heard about Crump talking about Raleigh Crump talking about the Museum of the Weird and the oddities. Uh, that he right. had so even at, at that point, would you say that was 65, 65? Yeah. Even at that point, they still had, you know, more than one idea for right. what was going to be in it. And I don't think the idea for, you know, 
what the storyline was going to be, or if it was just going to be a walkthrough, if there was even, you know, a storyline. I, I know there are some um, concepts of other storylines out there, like how, you know, there's, it, it could have been related to Pirates of the Caribbean and other things. Right. Um, have have more of a connection to the land as a whole rather than just a attraction as itself. Yeah, and I, I know um, we'll, we'll we'll talk about this first. Uh, in 1966, obviously December 1966, Walt Disney died. Uh, Haunted Mansion still wasn't open. Um, shortly after his death, though, that's when the 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 whole idea of maybe a museum of the weird and a walkthrough changed to that it was going to be a ride. Uh, the they were concerned with the walkthrough not having a very high capacity. Uh, they couldn't get as many people through every hour. Um, they even had kind of talked about building two identical attractions so that they can accommodate twice as many guests. But uh, ultimately, they uh, they changed it to to the attraction we kind of know now um, using a uh, the Omnimover system, which was in the Adventure Through Inner Space. They 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 just kind of took that actual vehicle and put it into the Haunted Mansion, renamed it Doom Buggies. And, uh, which allowed for a high, I mean, a high capacity of people to go through the ride every hour. Um, I, I don't know the exact number there. I think I heard somewhere around 130 cars or Omni movers that are running continuously. So, uh, obviously you can put more people through it and each car can hold one to three people. So, um, that, that actually changed, you know, like I said, after Walt, Walt, Walt Disney died. Um, and the two main designers, Mark Davis and Claude Coates, uh, I just wanted to talk about real quick cause they actually, uh, they disagreed on, on whether the ride should be more scary or more of like a Disney style ride. Uh, Claude Coates, he wanted a scary ride. Uh, and Mark Davis wanted a more, you know, uh, kind of enjoyable, full of gags type ride. And in the end, they actually kind of compromised because one half of the ride is kind of the way Mark Davis wanted it. And then the other half is, which we'll, we'll, we'll talk about some more in detail later, the way Claude, Claude Coates wanted it. Um, so yeah, that, you know, 1967, we had Pirates open. Um, 1968. Which, uh, if you don't mind me interrupting you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You. Go ahead. Pirates of the Caribbean was also originally thought to be a walkthrough attraction as well, kind of with right. wax figures and stuff for the pirates. Right. I don't, did they ever consider Haunted Mansion to be, uh, or to change it to like a water style, kind of like pirates? Was that ever discussed? Have I haven't heard that anywhere. I wouldn't be surprised if someone back in the day threw that idea out there and it was probably shot down pretty quick. Right. <laughs> um, I made sense for, Pirates of the Caribbean, um, yeah. I think, you know, because you go in through the house. I don't know. I guess you go into the house, too, in Pirates of the Caribbean, you know, that facade work there, that building. Right. So and then there's water inside of there. So I don't know. Maybe it was discussed. Um, all I've ever heard throughout the years is that it was originally going to be a walkthrough for Haunted Mansion. And Pirates was the one that went from a walkthrough through to a flume design right. um, due to the 
success they had at the World's Fair with It's a Small World small with world. its room. Right. right. Yeah, pretty much kind of identical. So, all right. Uh, then in 1968, they actually started construction on the the show building part of the Haunted Mansion, the part that you don't get to see from the outside. Um, and it's actually was one of the, uh, yeah, it went, it was, how do I want to word it? The actual show part of it was actually underneath, got, went underneath the railroad and was kind of outside of the park. So it was outside of the berm, um, which they kind of had to do that because they're, you know, they got to, they, they got to have the ride somewhere. So yeah, um, they built it. They built the, the mansion itself on the edge of the park. Right. And there, there's <laughs> your ride does not take place within the mansion itself. So they had to right create space for that. Right. Which, you know, was kind of ingenious on them because they do it in a way to where you don't realize that they're bringing you underneath the railroad tracks and putting you in the show building, you know, outside of the park proper. Right. So 1969 finally opened. Um, they had employee previews on August 7th and 8th, August 9th. It officially opened to the public. It says, and uh, just a little note here that I wrote down a week later, Disneyland set a daily attendance record of 82,516 people. Um, wow. So I don't know if that's still a, a record or not. I don't know what they're, Cause they don't, they don't announce, uh, daily totals anymore. So no, but at the time it was a record. So I imagine they surpassed that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. I would think so. I right, saw so in the, in the 50 years since, since the haunted mansion was open, there has not been, uh, very many changes. Uh, there's been a few, uh, some lighting changes and stuff like that, but essentially the, the entrance to the building where you get into the elevators, uh, the stretching room, the show entrance hall, um, which I wanted to bring mention something about that. A lot of the pictures you see in that hallway are some of the ones that were designed by Raleigh Crump um, back in the day when it was possibly going to be some type of walkthrough or museum of the weird type thing. Um, those are some of his, his designs that are still in there. Um, and then after you get to the show entrance hall, you 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 get to the the ride loading area, which uh, you'll you'll load onto your doom buggy, seating one to three people. Uh, we usually sit like two, I think, unless I'm with the with the little kids. Um, and then you start the ride. Um, now there was a time back in the early 1980s, I would say, right around the time when you get to the endless hallway which that's the hallway you look down and you can see the floating candles or candle. Uh, they used to have a, uh, well, well, what's there now is right after the hallway is a, is a, a night that kind of, kind of follows you, I guess. Uh, but back in the day, early 19, mid 1980s, I should say, uh, that night was actually real. Um, I don't know how long he lasted. Um, cause he would actually move and scare people, you know, jump out at him. And I'm sure I've read stories of him being assaulted quite a few times. Uh, people would get scared and fight back. Um, so he was, he was eventually taken out. Uh, I just don't know when exactly. Um, I don't so know. He must have been back in the day pretty close to the, 
your ride vehicle. Yeah, the the the, the uh, unless people were jumping out, the no the to pic- go attack him. The pictures I saw, he was actually. I mean, they showed the people in the doom buggy, and he was like almost like gonna looked like he was crawling into the doom buggy with him, kind of. He 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 was that close. I don't. Okay. I don't remember seeing him. Um, you you probably punched him, didn't you? I don't. I might have, but mid nineteen eighties, I was going to Disneyland. I just don't remember the the uh the guy being real the night being real so uh, i've only read about it and seen pictures so um that was one of the changes uh they 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 got him out of there for his own safety now what's interesting is for this 50th anniversary celebration hard ticket event that they just did this last week they had someone in a knight's armor standing in front of the endless hallway kind of he'd stand still you know and let a few vehicles pass and then he'd kind of he'd kind of move and so they kind of brought it back they added that (laughs) back in there just for that hard ticket event okay they're not going to have him in there for they're not going to bring him back for good or No, no i don't think so the only videos i've seen of him were just from that night during okay. the event yeah and then after- but he was like all the way up by the hallway oh nice <laughs> so he wasn't anywhere near the ride vehicles. oh okay yeah yeah from from the original I, he looked like now unless those were staged photos for publicity or whatever um like like i said i never i don't recall seeing him i might have but uh, so then after you pass the endless hallway and the and the night you come to the conservatory scene which I don't know of any changes throughout the years. There might have been, you know, maybe minor ones with lighting or different pictures or, you know, um, different birds or whatever it may be, but I don't know of any major changes for that area. Um, as well as the, the clock area that you come to right after that. But then that next scene, which is the seance scene, um, throughout the years, there have been some upgrades to the projections of Madame Leota. Um, back in the day, it, it used to sit on the table. Now it appears to float. Uh, and I want to say that came about in 2006 is when it started floating. Um, but as far as I know, that's, that's really the only changes in that area is just basically different lighting, um, different projections. And then with it now, uh, actually floating or appear to be floating. Um, did you have you heard of any or do you remember any other ones? Not that I can remember. Okay. Cause then after or not that I've heard of right, either. Right. After the Sant scene, then you come to the the Grand Hall scene, which is where they're all dancing. Um and there there have been some lighting changes to that area, but I'm pretty sure that area's been pretty much the same uh from the beginning as far as the uh the way it's run there may be some new ghosts added here and there or i know during um the halloween christmas overlay uh they have the uh the gingerbread house is in there um yeah there are some interesting things about the grand hall which uh, we're going to talk about did, did, did you want to talk about the the glass yeah so when you're going through that grand hall scene in front of you, if you didn't know, there is a large, thick, 
piece of glass that spans that entire scene. So that is one consecutive piece of glass that goes from the left to the right during the entire duration of that that scene. Um, and do you remember about what year the incident happened? Um, the only thing I had written down is, let me find it here. It just said early on in the ride's history. It didn't give a date. Okay. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen and a it, date it, listed it, out there and either. And it's toward the end of the ground hall. Yeah, so what this the story goes is sometime near the early years of the ride's history, someone managed to bring some sort of a a gun onto the attraction. Yeah, they said and they said it would have had to have been a small caliber gun or possibly a BB gun or some type of air rifle type gun. Right. So. Yeah. Nothing crazy, no right. nine millimeter right. anything like that. Um, but just some type of small, low caliber low caliber gun like that. And near the end, it is almost near the end. It's almost right before you start to kind of turn. Your your omnimover starts to turn away from the the grand hall and as you go into the next scene um so it's while you're still looking straight before your vehicle starts to move um kind of turn away but they so the person that was on the ride with their gun for some whatever reason they decided to shoot the glass and it caused a crack in the glass and so i imagine they had to shut down the ride um i don't know how long it was down for them to try to remedy this crack in the glass but there's an obvious crack and you can still see that crack today and the reason that they didn't replace the glass is because like i said before that it's one consecutive piece of glass and so they had to bring that piece of glass in before they finished the roof of that area of the show building and so in order for them to replace the glass, they would have had to remove the roof and lift out that entire piece of glass, have another one made, because I imagine that's a custom order, that size of glass, have another one made, and then dropped in and then reassemble the roof. And it just would have taken a lot of time and from what I've heard, an astronomical amount of money to do. And so the remedy is they just stuck a little cheap like a dollar ninety nine spider right on the crack in the glass, and so now it kind of looks like this spider just kind of chilling on a web or right. Well, it, it just so happened when that when whoever shot the glass, the effect of the shot on the glass made it look like a spider web, anyways. Right. So rather than spend all that money and time, just throw a fake spider up there and make it like it was always supposed to be that way. So right. So kind of a nifty little remedy that they did, but cost effective as well. Right. Right. And, uh, um, go ahead. in the 50th celebration hard ticket event that they just had last week too, they did have a live actor in the grand hall as well. Um, Oh, did they from the, yeah. From the video I saw was, that he was pretending to be one of the ghosts 
And so you only saw him when you would see some of the other ghosts sitting at the table, but he was at, at the table at a chair that would normally be empty if you were writing it, not during the hard ticket event. Okay. So he's, you know, dressed in white and probably had some sort of white face paint on or some sort of mask or something to the effect. So that way he would look like the other ghosts that are in there. And then when the light would shine on those ghosts that are under, you know, the animatronics beneath you. Right. Um, he would also appear when the rest of them did in that area. Oh, uh, okay. Now speaking of, so, the- but you could just tell because he's, there was not typically a ghost there and his motions were a little more fluid. Right. You know, so you were talking about the ghost down there and I, I, I kind of wanted to bring up the effect or how they, how they get that effect where it looks like the ghosts are moving around. Um, and rather than try to explain it from my own words, uh, it, it's, it's called the pepper's ghost effect. Um, and I'm, I'm just going to read this description that I found on the internet. Um, let's see, where did it go? What is okay. Pepper's ghost is an illusionary trick from the 19th century due to the reflective properties of glass and later specifically designed plastic panes. Objects are virtually protected or projected into the air from a place invisible to the audience, either below or next to the presentation service and thus appear in the field of vision of the viewers. So basically what you're seeing is being projected off of another glass uh, and I'm assuming they're underneath where where the Omni movers move you through that area. So you see a reflection of them moving and dancing around, uh, but they're not actually there. They're actually underneath you. I think I got that right. right. So yeah. So that that's how they got that effect. It's not any type of uh, what's it like um, projection, or it is a projection, but they're they're actually there. You just don't see them. Uh, and it, right. it, it was used a lot in like old, like old, I guess on theater or in for theater plays and stuff like that. So, um, I thought that was kind of interesting. And then I would also assume that the portraits that are hung up in there that are like the gunmen that are kind of stanced in a dual position oh, yeah. that they yeah. then appear and turn towards each other and shoot. Right. I would assume that those are directly above you, the actual animatronics for them. Probably, yeah. Because they're higher up. Yeah. And where the rest of them are ground level below you. Now, next time you ride the ride, take a look at the the, the men and the women dancing. Um, the women are actually leading the men. And the men are following. When normally during a dance, you know, the man leads the woman. But one of the guys who designed it, I forgot his name. I just saw an interview with him the other day. He said he made a mistake because he forgot to account that it's going to be a reflection of what he's doing. So he did in the actual things that are down there, he did the men leading the women, but when it's reflected, it looks as if the women are leading the men. So oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I don't know if I've yeah paid that much attention. Yeah, when you're watching that. them dance, it will appear that the, the women are leading in the dances and the men are following where, now, is this something that you've looked for yourself and you've found? I, I seen it last time that I went. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I saw the interview with the guy. I seen it again a couple of days ago, but I remember it from the past. So I was like, I got to remember to see it, to, to uh, watch for it. And yeah, it's there. It, it, that's what it looked like when I saw it. You know, it's very, it's very hard to tell because it, they're just dancing, but 
Um, right. They're just kind of swinging right, in a circle. Right. So huh. that's the Pepper's Ghost illusion or effect that they use. Um, so then after you leave the grand hallway, oh, uh, there is a hidden Mickey in the grand hallway or in the grand hall scene um, made with the plates. Uh, you can, if you look down, catch it, there's a, a big dinner plate and it looks like two smaller plates that uh, appear to be a hidden Mickey. So I want to say, I just saw on Facebook a couple weeks ago, somebody went and they said, Hey, the hidden Mickey is gone. I don't know if they were doing some uh, cleanup or they didn't forgot to put it back or if that person just missed it. But uh, so, so that's interesting because the last time I was there, I, remember having that same thought because that's something I always look for. Right. And you didn't I, see it. I know it's there and, and I didn't see it. Hmm. Well, next time I go, last time I went, I saw it. Uh, so I'll have to check it out next time. But that's one of the places I, there's not very many hidden Mickey's in haunted mansion that I know about. Uh, now I believe that the hidden Mickey does go away when they put in the gingerbread house. Okay. For the holiday overlay. Um, just because the, gingerbread house takes up a lot of room on the right. table. I believe they just kind of move it for the duration of the overlay. Okay. Well, this list here. But yeah. I don't I, remember seeing it. I have a, I, I have a list here of hidden Mickey's in uh, New Orleans square. And apparently there's a hidden Mickey in the wallpaper in the haunted art gallery. There's a, um, with, that be in the hallway before you get to the loading area? I believe so. Is that the haunted art I gallery? believe so. Yeah. I've never seen it because I've never really looked for it. It's probably in a dark corner <laughs> they, they mentioned the uh, Mickey arrangement on the plates in the barroom table. And then there's a few from the holiday overlay, Nightmare Before Christmas, uh, stained glass holly berries, I don't know where, uh, on the snow drift in the ballroom. And actually it okay. says here, there's a black plate place setting. And I would assume that would be in the grand hall scene. So I don't know if they just oh, so move it around. They replace it with black plates. Right. And then okay. last Christmas, I remember seeing a special on the, uh, on Disneyland. It was, I, I want to say it was specifically about the haunted mansion over overlay. And they had put a hidden Mickey on the gingerbread house in the roof. I don't know if they do that every time. I, believe they put several. Okay. Yeah. Or maybe it's just one, but I believe there's always at least a hidden Mickey in the gingerbread house. Okay. Somewhere. Yeah. I just remember mentioning the one. So um, maybe it was just one. I know the one that they put in the grand Californian, there's usually several of those. Right. Okay. That you can look for when you go to the grand Californian hotel lobby. Right. Yeah. I've only seen that once. That was the last time I went. So Okay. So then after you get done with the grand hall scene, you, then you enter the attic scene. Uh, the attic scene has changed throughout the years, uh, specifically the bride character. Um, it changed in the 1970s again in 1995, I believe. And then the last change was in 2006 when they had an entirely new character made up. Uh, her name was Constance. Um, and that's who's in there now. That's who's correct? in there now. Yeah, uh, she came with a brand new backstory where she had she had killed all her husbands. I believe there's five uh, with an axe. Um. So that's that. That's who's in there now is is Constance, uh, and you see her 
uh, her, 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 she'll change. She'll be like, uh, she's the bride woman and then she's got the ax and, you know, it, um, so, and then she, I believe she's, does she still have the beating heart that you can see? I don't believe the so. Dress? Okay. All right. No, I think that was the version before her. Okay. And then apparently that one was kind of creepy. The- I didn't like that right. one. That one was a little creepy. Yeah, th- this one, the new one, constant. Sometimes her face looks kind of off. I guess the way the projection yeah, well, be- is. Yeah, well, because yeah, it, she doesn't actually have a molded face. They're just projecting it right. onto the, that round oblong surface. See, and I know they they could probably do it. I they should have her face should be molded somehow to look like a face, like. You have the features of a face, but you don't have to have all the detail so that when the projection is put onto the face, it would look like more of a face, if that makes sense. Well, that's exactly what they've done with Madame Leota. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So Because she looks like a face. So they have the technology or they have the way to do it. It just always looks weird when I, when I see it. Yeah, it does look a little weird. Yeah. But. And apparently I had found another change in the attic scene. Uh, there's a, is there, I don't remember ever seeing this. Maybe, maybe I just don't pay attention. Is there a, like a piano Didn't against happen. the, <laughs> is there a piano against the wall with the shadow ghost playing it? There is. It's on the same wall as the bride. So it's on that left side. Okay. See, I, I mean, it's before you get to the bride. I don't know why I missed it, but apparently that was based off a, an original Ken Anderson concept for the attraction when it was still going to be a walkthrough. Um, of a, of a ghost. Oh, you just kind of walk by this. Ghost yeah. It's like a shadow ghost piano. playing a piano. So, Oh, what we didn't mention back in the great hall was the organ. Oh, I totally missed it. And I had it written down too. So go ahead. Do you want to, you, you want me to do yeah, it? Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, so the organ in the grand hall, that's also playing music and right. with the pepper's ghost effect every now and then you'll see the ghost appear to be playing the organ, but that organ that they have in there was used in 20,000 leagues under the sea. Correct. Yep. Same, the same organ that captain Nemo would play. So, and I have not seen that movie. It's been, I imagine you have, it's been a while. It's been a while, but yeah, Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll add it to my list of movies to watch. What's also interesting is that the Nemo subs went from being Nemo's subs to Nemo subs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see Captain Nemo I see subs to finding Nemo subs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. So after, so we went back to the grand hall. Now we're through the attic scene. Next comes the, the, the graveyard scene. Or actually, no, let's, let's stop before we go to the great graveyard scene. Back when the f- attraction first opened, uh, there was a, uh, a ghost, a hat box ghost that now I've read, I've read different, stories and different versions whether it was actually in the ride or it was taken out shortly after the ride debuted but basically the concept of the hat box ghost is is a ghost holding a hat hat box at one point his head disappears and then it appears inside of the hat box uh back when the ride was being made they they tested it uh in whatever warehouse they were working and it appeared to work correctly it looked good once they actually put it into the attraction, it didn't quite, because of the lighting or whatever it may be, it didn't work like the way it was supposed to work. So sometimes you would see, 
you would see a head on the ghost, but then you would see his head in the box also. So they, they mm. ended up ta taking it out at one point. I've read stories that it was taken out before the riot actually debuted to the public, but there are pictures that I found of it uh, taken by people and a, a video of a website that I found of a guy taking it. Now he could have been there on the opening day and then shortly after it was taken out, but it was taken out sometime back in 1969, I would assume. I don't think it lasted very long. Uh, no, and I haven't been able to find a clear answer on that either. I don't know. There's probably an Imagineer out there that would know, but I don't even know. Well, the Imagineer I heard, I saw an interview with, it was, dang it, who was it? I, I forgot his name, but he, it would be an Imagineer that you would believe would be in the know. And he said it never made it to opening day. So okay. who, who knows? Uh, maybe it was on the cast previews and those are pictures of cast members or whatever. Um, but it was taken out, but it was still, it was on all the promotional material still, even through, through the years when it wasn't there, you would, you would find images of the hat box ghost. Uh, and there was always a push for it to come back. I want to say there was even websites dedicated to it, forums dedicated to this hat box ghost that was nowhere in the ride for, for so many years. Well, it finally came back. Um, I want to say in 2015, I believe yeah. it was 2015. I want to say May of 2015. It was brought back basically for the, the 60th anniversary of Disneyland. Uh, yeah, it was one of the things they highlighted right. as something that they've done special for the 60th anniversary. Right. And, I, and I had written down it was removed because the lighting in the ride allowed guests to see both heads. Uh, that's what I was trying to say earlier. But okay. So it was brought back, uh, I'm sure, very much updated from the original Hatbox Ghost. Uh, as far as the technology and it is, so it's been there, what, four years now. Um, and that's right after the attic scene. And it's a, uh, I've seen a bunch of people on Facebook. That's one of the things people try to get pictures of. Um, you know, unfortunately you're not supposed to use flash photography inside the ride. Um, but I've seen some very good pictures taken of it without flash photography, you know, if the lighting's just right. So, right. Um, so it's one of those, back before 2015 one of those mysteries on where the where the hat box ghost went and uh why. well and then one of the questions along with that is was the hat box ghost part of the 999 happy haunts or was he the 1000 right and if he was the part 1, of the 999 000. then they only had 998 cuz he disappeared right. so <laughs> right uh yeah so he's he's back uh I also heard that there is not anywhere near 999 <laughs> animatronics or right. things in there. But it sounds be better than 232. So, right. Yeah. Well, and then I saw an interview. I, I think Disney Parks blog shared it uh, or Disneyland themselves had the video. One of the two on the August 9th, the actual anniversary of the Haunted Mansion and or I could be completely wrong on this. Recently, I heard within this last week, someone was talking about it, the Haunted Mansion and its anniversary, saying that they were originally thinking about doing, saying, um, 1001 Happy Haunts. That was their original idea, 1001. Oh, uh, okay. 
But then they decided that it sounded better saying 999 and there's room for one more. Yeah, that does sound better. Yeah. So I know back, back in the, when the ride was coming out, all the, uh, a lot of promotional stuff was put out and there was many, many, many photos. And I, I found quite a few of them of Yell Gracie and the Habox Ghost, which he was the, he was the, uh, I guess you'd want to say inventor or whatever. Uh, it was his idea. Um, mm -hmm. so there's, there's tons of promotional photos with him with his, I'm, I'm looking at one now. He's got his arm around him. Um, so well, uh, from back in the day from, from, yeah, from the 1960s. So, yeah. And then do you know, um, and you may not know the answer to this. I don't know the answer to this, but with all that kind of movement behind the hat box ghost over the years, his little fan club or whatever, were they, did they advertise, have any, um, not advertise, but did, did they have any merchandise that featured the hat box ghost over the years? Or did that merchandise just start coming out since he's returned to the mansion? Now in I know 2015 in the, in the early days, even after he was taken out, he was featured on some pictures that I saw. And I want to say throughout the years, I, I've seen numerous either, uh, like stuff about the haunted mansion pictures or whatever, or even maybe even merch like shirts that had a hat box mm -hmm. ghost on them. I could be wrong. Maybe I'm just thinking that it was out there, but uh, I want to say the merchandise has been out there for, for a while. Um, Okay. So, I mean, I'd, I'd have to do a little more research, but for some reason I can remember seeing things about the hat box ghosts in the, you know, in the, in the eighties, late eighties and in the nineties when I would go a lot. Um, right. So, okay. Yeah. And then after, so hat box ghost is back. And then after that is the graveyard scene, which I couldn't find a lot of information about what had changed in there. Cause there's, there's, there's quite a bit in there, uh, you know, different heads popping up and, coffins and singing bus. Hey, I'm gonna take a pause right here. Okay. All right. Sorry. Maddie came up and was just staring at me. So <laughs> she's like, are you still recording? <laughs> well, yeah, I am. All right. <laughs> um, so let me start from the graveyard. So the graveyard scene through the years, I couldn't find a lot about if it had changed or not uh, specific changes. Um, so I'm pretty sure it's been relatively same throughout the years, maybe, you know, change here and there, but nothing, nothing major that I can think about uh, or that I've read. Um, I know it's got the, with the singing bus in there um, that a lot of people think one of them is Walt Disney, but it's not. <laughs> Um, no, and I've got the names of the guys who it is somewhere around here, but yeah, it's not him. I know one of them for sure is Thurl Ravenscroft. And I think that's the one people think is Walt Disney. I think so. But I think that's the one. Yeah, it's not. So now I, I can kind of see why some people might think that cause of the mustache maybe. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's just thorough. Good old Thurl. Yep. All right. And then, and then after that is the, uh, the scene with the, um, the hitchhikers. Now back to the graver scene. That is one of my favorite parts during the holiday season overlay. Um, because, because it's just so, it's just so nightmare before Christmas, I think. Uh, okay. yeah, that's, I just like that part. So, 
um, which we now that's something that has that that's a change to the the graveyard all the additions that they do for right right I mean, that's a change that's there for a couple that, months and it goes away but, yeah. but something they've added within the just the last couple of years i think um in the graveyard scene for the holiday overlays that they've added sally right right i did see her in the graveyard yeah yeah because last time so went, that's a new addition true just for that yeah. overlay Last time I went, what happened to be during the holiday season. So we got to go on it. But, and then you come to the hitchhike, hitchhiking ghosts, which you appear to, uh, you go through by those mirrors and a, a ghost appears to be with you. Sometimes sitting on your lap. Sometimes if you only got two people, it's between you and just, it's just random. So, and then the end of the ride uh, with uh, what's her name telling you to hurry back. How little Leona. Yeah. yeah. So that, that's the basic ride. Um, it'll take you less time to go on the ride than it did for us to kind of go through it. But, uh, but it's fun. I, I, I did want to go back to the, to the holiday overlay for a minute. And just to, just to share something that, that I just learned that I didn't know about. Um, so it looks like the holiday overlay started in, I want to say 2001 is when they started it. I want to make sure. Yeah, 2001 is when they started doing the Nightmare Before Christmas overlay. And in the queue, if you've ever been through the queue, once you get toward the, we'll say the side of the house, toward the back, there's a there's a hill. And it had uh, gravestones that were dedicated to the, a lot of the Imagineers that, uh, that, had, a, that had a part in the, in, in the ride. Such names as Mark Davis, Claude Coach, Yale Gracie, Raleigh Crump. Um, Existencio, Paul Fries, Wadel Rogers, Fit Green. Uh, those are those are the original ones, and they 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 added some later on. But uh, back in two thousand one, they wanted to use that hill to put a bunch of pumpkins up for the overlay. So they so they took out the the um, the the tombstones. Well, when they went to put the tombstones back up, they were gone. Nobody knew. Nobody knew where they went. Um, and I want to say they were without the tombstones for 15 years. Uh, it wasn't until 2016 when they decided to make replicas of the original tombstones and put them back. So nobody knows where they went. Uh, I mean, I'm guessing they're in somebody's, somebody who worked there at the time, they're in their garage. Uh, I'm going to say somebody <laughs> knows. Somebody knows, but. Somebody took yeah. them. That's the only thing that Somebody makes knows, sense. but nobody knows where they're at. So I never realized they were gone. I remember seeing them when I was a kid, um, along with the pet cemetery, uh, they, the, the one that's in, near the queue. Um, and I just learned that they weren't there for 15 years. Uh, I guess for a stretch, cause a lot of times if the line's not long, you don't make it back through that part of the queue. You, right. you enter the front gates and basically you go right into the, uh, into the foyer or whatever it's called before you get onto the elevators. So, um, and a lot of times I have pass, fast passes for that ride. So even if I do go back to that queue area, I'm not there for very long. Uh, I usually show right up and then I get to go get onto the ride. So I never really paid attention, but yeah, so they were gone for 15 years. And then when they did add them back in 2016, they added a few more um, to some current members, a woman named Julie Bush, who she's a landscape architect. 
uh, Brad Clemens, an architect and show designer, uh, Cam Irving. He's an art director, uh, or she, sorry. It, it's the name on it's Cam Irving, but it's a tribute to a Kim Irving. She's an art director and she's actually the face of Madame Leota during the haunted mansion holiday overlay. And then a guy named Michael, I can't even say his last name, Debrisky. He's a concept artist and designer. Um, so, uh, interesting fact that they were gone for so long. I did not know. Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen them. I've seen them. Um, cause I know what you're talking right. about, but so those years that they were gone though, were you even going that much? Were, weren't you abroad during a lot of those 2001, years? 2001. Uh, yeah, I was in England at that time. Uh, cause yeah. I came back in 2002. Uh, but we, oh, but we went, okay. I mean, we would come back for that first time in England once a year. So after they were gone, we went probably one, two, three, four, five times before I went back to England the second time. So between 2006 and 2010, I, I didn't go cause we didn't come back from, from England. So, but even when I went back right. in 2010, that's, that's when we got the passes. And I know I went numerous times that year. I don't remember them not being there. So, yeah, well, I guess you don't typically look for things that are no longer right. There. Right. I just, I just never occurred to me. So. Well, especially cause it's not so like up in your face. Like, I don't know. You'd notice if the dining table was gone from the great hall. Well, yeah. Yeah. You know, but something like these tombstones, you're not, you're not going to really notice. Yeah. Yep. And I did not. So there's a hearse outside the front of the queue. Uh, do you know anything about that hearse, Jason? Uh, I know it was, um, it was put there in somewhere sometime in the 1990s. Um, but the rumors of who the hearse belonged to are not true. I don't know Those if you wanted to share true. that. They are not so true. They somehow this rumor came around. I don't even know where the rumor came from, but the yeah, rumor is either. that the, the hearse was used to transport, uh, Brigham Young to his final resting place. Um, but that rumor is not true. Right. From what I've heard is that the, um, or what is to be true is that the, the hearse was purchased from a nearby antiques dealer, um, there in Southern California. Um, and apparently they were going to use it for something Indiana Jones related in a movie. Yes. Yeah. Um, or it was, um, what I, what, what, what I had read, it was for like an Indiana Jones. Oh, kind of like a stunt show. show. Yeah. 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 Um, but then that ended up, um, kind of, I guess as a whole kind of fell through. Um, and so they're like, well, we already have this hearse. And apparently also the story goes from what I've heard is that there was someone from Knott's Berry Farm also interested in buying the hearse. Um, because they have Knott's Berry Farm in California also has a kind of like a ghost town area in their park and they were interested in the hearse and. I guess Disney kind of won this bidding war. Um, they kind of told whoever was buying us, you know, you go in there and you get it, whatever it takes. Right. Um, but the Indiana Jones stunt show, whatever they had planned for it fell through. So then they had this hearse and they said, well, let's, let's put it out in front of the haunted mansion. And I guess it was Tony Baxter. I believe that said, yeah, well, that's, it, it, that's the name I heard too. Yeah. It doesn't really make sense just to have this hearse just, sitting outside just just chilling there and he suggested that it might make 
you know, a little more sense if we hooked it up to this. I don't even know what you would call it, but a horseless know. horseless. Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, it's not saddle, but no, it's a uh, gosh, I don't know horse terms. Um, but anyway, they they've hooked it up to this rig to make it look as if a horse was pulling the carriage or the the hearse, but there's no horse there. So it's this this phantom horse, this ghost right. horse. Right. All right. So that's uh. Let's see. Anything else that you had that you wanted to share? Because we went through the ride, went through the history, uh, and all the fun facts I had, I I got to throw in during the way. So. Oh, um, well, one thing you texted me about earlier today that we haven't talked about uh, was the movie. Oh, the Haunted Mansion movie. Yeah, yes. we, can end, we can end with that. So let's end. In, in all of its <laughs> <laughs> glorious wonder. So before, I guess before live action movies or live live action movies based on rides was the thing, they, they came out with a movie called The Haunted Mansion uh, and it starred Eddie Murphy. And what was her name? Um, Marsha Thomason, Jennifer Tilly were just a few of the ones. And the premise behind the movie, if you haven't seen it, it's a realtor and his wife and children are summoned to a mansion, which they soon discover is haunted. And while they attempt to escape, he learns an important lesson about the family that he's been neglected. Um, so yeah, I've seen this movie. It's, you know, it's not an Oscar winner, but it is kind of funny. Um, it is funny. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I'm sure if I watched it, cause it's been so long since I've seen it. I'm sure if I watched it now, I'd probably laugh right. a few times. Uh, so reading some of the trivia here on internet movie database, I'll share some of this. Um, much of the movie's plot is inspired by actually the Phantom Manor, which is the version of the Honda mansion at Disneyland in Paris. Um, it's got a, a there's a storyline of a bride, a lost lover and her haunting the mansion. And that's kind of what takes place in the movie. I, uh, mm-hmm. I want to say the name of the mansion in the movie is the Gracie mansion. Yeah. Cause I'm pretty sure he's master Gracie right. in the movie, right. which there's also a tombstone in the queue for master Gracie. Yes. Yes, there is. Um, let's see the Dapper Dan's perform. They make a, the Dapper Dan's make a special appearance in the movie as the voices of singing bus. Um, are they the actual Dapper Dan's? No, I think they're just probably look. They look like them. I don't. I'm not sure. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see. I, I shared the Gracie Mansion one. Uh, there's okay, okay. Here, here's here's a good one. It says there's several references to the Disney theme park ride included in the movie. Uh, the singing bus. Uh, the, it says the breathing door. Uh, Madame Leota. Yes. Uh, the bus that followed Jim, the ghostly carriage, I guess is outside the old man and the dog that's in the cemetery. Oh, the, uh, yeah. The, the skinny dog. The yeah. And the groundskeeper master Gracie hanging, uh, the ghostly ballroom dancers. Uh, there's a Raven that you see throughout the m- movie. There's hitchhiking ghosts. There's a hangman. Uh, there's some eyes in some of the walls morphing pictures in the hallway, uh, several lines throughout the movie that are also in the ride's narration, such as welcome foolish mortals. Uh, final arrangements have been made. 
there's always my way. Uh, there's a because there's the butler. I assume he's a butler in in the movie, and he's kind of. I think he's the one that has a lot of those lines yeah. that the ghost host yeah. has in the attraction. Yeah. Uh, there's a floating candle in the credits. There's a bride's dress in the attic. Uh, screeching cat sounds in the graveyard. Skeletons' hands that start to open coffin in the mausoleum. There's knights in the hallway that attack Jim. I'm assuming Jim is. It was Jim his main his name Eddie Murphy. It must have yeah, been because I don't remember that. Uh, I think uh, it, it must have been. Uh, the door knockers heard rapping in the bedroom hallway, the pipe organ in the barroom, and the clock strikes 13 during the prologue. So those are just some of the 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 references to to the theme park ride. So there's quite a yeah. few. Yeah. So it, it was definitely heavily inspired from the attraction. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, it was, it was a, it's enjoyable it was movie, not, but it didn't get a lot of high praise. No, no. <laughs> There's a lot of avid Haunted Mansion fans that are very upset Probably, with that yeah, movie. Yeah. And I know there's been rumors for a long time that they're going to make another Haunted Mansion. Movie. Maybe like a true scary Haunted Mansion. Well, what's interesting is even with the Haunted Mansion movie, kind of like the attraction, there's silliness in it, and then there's some kind of creepy that parts is, to that, that movie too. It does, uh, it does kind of hold true to that part. Um, if they do do make, if they do make a Haunted Mansion movie in the future, more of a, a newer version, I guess. Uh, hopefully, they don't touch the Haunted Mansion as far as uh, like they did with Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, yeah, adding adding Jack in there and oh, so you're not a fan of no. That. I mean, I was at first. I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. You know, he's in the movie, he's in the ride. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it, it's okay for pirates. I won't I won't complain about it too much. But I don't think they need it. To. But you 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 don't want to see Eddie Murphy. I don't want to see Eddie Murphy in the Haunted Mansion. So um, no, if if. I think part of the problem with trying to do another movie is not knowing exactly what story to tell. Right, right. I mean, they could they could take some of the because there was many concept stories from the beginning that you know didn't happen. Uh, like right. I mentioned, the one about the the guy who killed his wife because she found out what he was doing, like he was a pirate or he had whatever couple wives or whatever it may be. I mean, there could be something that they could do along that line. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I know in reading, I, I can't remember all the details now, but there was quite a few different concepts that were floated around as to why this house was haunted or the, you know, the backstories. So I mean, they could, if they, if they, if they wanted to, I know jungle jungle cruise is getting a movie. It should be out next year. Yeah. So that's, I definitely don't want to see Dwayne the Rock Johnson <laughs> the next time I ride the Jungle you wanna, Cruise either. You don't want to see him climbing up the pole or anything, escaping or? Uh, no. no. Nope. Uh, it would be cool one time if I went and he was the boat captain. I could handle that. <laughs> but I don't want yeah. him like, I don't want a Dwayne the Rock Johnson animatronic. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, I agree. So. I'm also interested to see what story they're going to tell with that. I right. I have part of me wonders. No, well, they, we haven't even seen right, the trailer right, for it yeah. yet. I know they filmed it. They're done with filming. Right. I believe it comes out next year. Uh, summertime, summertime, I believe. 
and I have a wonder if it's going to be similar to the Jumanji movie that Dwayne The Rock Johnson was in. If it's going to have that kind of right. vibe. Well, all I've got is a description on Internet Movie Database based on Disneyland's theme park ride where a small riverboat takes a group of travelers through a jungle filled with dangerous animals and reptiles, but with a supernatural element. So, and it is due to come out July 24th, 2020. Well, that's not the movie I want to go see on my birthday. Happy birthday. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. um, Yeah, we kind of got off the topic of Haunted Mansion, but that's all right. Um, So, did you have anything more on Haunted Mansion? 50 years old, one of my... I would, I can say one of my, one of my favorite rides, uh, if I do go, if, if I had Disneyland for one day, it would be one of the ones that I would try to get on. Now, I know you said that during the overlay, the graveyard is your favorite scene, but do you have a favorite scene when it's not Um, in its overlay? I actually... Not, I don't, I don't think I have a favorite. I like the, I like the elevator, um, with Mm -hmm. the, the stretching room, uh, and the ballroom. I like the bar. I always, I always tend to, as I'm coming around the corner and we're entering the bar room, because normally I'm leaning back in the Omni mover. I, I usually sit up to try to look so I can see everything. Uh, Um, but, uh, yeah, so I'll say, I'll say the ballroom, the ballroom. Okay. Um, I would say the, the stretching room. Okay. I, I'm, I'm a real big fan of the ghost host monologue. Okay. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of, it, it is kind of, I mean, it sets up the whole ride. It gets you ready. Uh, when you hear that music, you automatically know what ride you're on, et cetera. So. Right. So, but yeah, so check out Haunted Mansion next time you're at Disneyland. And if you have any opinions on the Haunted Mansion or anything that we have talked about today, uh, feel free to email us at talkingdisneypodcast at gmail.com. We love reading emails. Uh, When we don't get emails, me and Cody just email back and forth. So uh, give us someone else to talk to. Um, We are on social media. Uh, you can uh, like us on Facebook at Talking Disney Podcast. Follow us on Twitter uh, at Talking Disney. Uh, follow us on Instagram at Talking Disney Podcast. I already gave you the email address, but you can uh, anytime you can you can reach us there, Talking Disney Podcast at gmail.com. And uh, we do have a website, uh, www.talkingdisneypodcast.com. Um, and for those that do listen, that uh, that may that may listen to other Disney podcasts because there are plenty of them out there. A lot of good ones out there. Um, recently started a Disney podcast group uh, that you can find on Facebook. Uh, just search for uh, Disney or the Disney podcast group. And basically, what it is is a bunch of different podcasters. We, we've we've got a couple now. Uh, always looking for more to get get on there. They basically just share when they've released our podcast or if they're looking for guests or if they're looking for topics. Um, so kind of just a place for, for 
Disney podcasters to, to share their stuff, uh, promote their stuff. And then for Disney podcast listeners to follow their favorite podcasts or even, even get some new favorites, find some new Disney podcasts out there that you might want to listen to. Um, and, uh, that's uh that's it on the, on that. I've got nothing more to say today. Uh, if you've got nothing else, Cody, I've got nothing else. And we will call it a day. Thanks for listening everybody. Um, we appreciate, uh, we appreciate you, uh, taking the time out of your day to, to listen to us. We enjoy doing this. It's fun. Um, and until, uh, next time we hope you have a, hope you have a great week and we will talk to you later. Bye. When hinges creak in doorless chambers and strange and frightening sounds echo through the halls, whenever candlelights flicker where the air is deathly still, that is the time when ghosts are present, practicing their terror with ghoulish delight. Welcome, foolish mortals, to the Haunted Mansion. I am your host, your ghost host. <laughs> Kindly step all the way in, please, and make room for everyone. There's no turning back now. Our tour begins here in this gallery where you see paintings of some of our guests as they appeared in their corruptible mortal state. Your cadaverous pallor betrays an aura of foreboding, almost as though you sense a disquieting metamorphosis. Is this haunted room actually stretching? Or is it your imagination, hmm? And consider this dismaying observation this chamber has no windows and no doors. <laughs> Which offers you this chilling challenge to find a way out. <laughs> of course, there's always my way. I didn't mean to frighten you prematurely. <laughs> the real chills come later. Now, as they say, look alive, and we'll continue our little tour. And let's all stay together, please. There are several prominent ghosts who have retired here from creepy old crypts all over the world. Actually, we have 999 happy haunts here, but there's room for a thousand. Any volunteers? <laughs> if you insist on lagging behind, you may not need to volunteer. And now, a carriage approaches to take you into the boundless realm of the supernatural. Take your loved ones by the hand, please. 
and kindly watch your step. Oh, yes, and no flash pictures, please. We spirits are frightfully sensitive to bright lights. Do not pull down on the safety bar, please. I will lower it for you. And heed this warning. The spirits will materialize only if you remain quietly seated at all times. We find it delightfully unlivable here in this ghostly retreat. Every room has wall-to-wall -wall creeps and hot and cold running chills. Shh, listen. Send us a message from somewhere beyond. Goblins and ghoulies from last Halloween. Awaken the spirits with your tambourine. Creepies and crawlies, toads in a pond. Let there be music from regions beyond. Wherever you dwell, give us a hint by ringing a bell. The happy haunts have received your sympathetic vibrations and are beginning to materialize. They're assembling for a swinging wake, and they'll be expecting me. I'll see you all a little later.
tombstones quake. Spooks come up for swing and wake. Happy haunts materialize. And begin to vocalize. Grim, pretty ghosts come out to socialize. Now don't close your eyes and don't try to hide. For a silly spook makes it by your side. Shrouded in a darkish hide. As the moon climbs high over the dead oak tree, spooks arrive for the midnight spree. Creepy creeps with eerie eyes, starts to shriek and harmonize. When we don't spot to socialize. When you hear the knell of a requiem bell, Weirdos dream where spirits dwell. Restless bones etherealize. Rise as spooks of every size. Those creak and the tombstones quake. Spooks does not for swing and wake. Happy haunts with chaos. And begin to vocalize. Grim, grim ghosts come out to socialize. Now don't close your eyes and don't try to hide. On a silly spook, take it by your side. Shrouded in a happy sky. Just in time, there's a little matter I forgot to mention. Beware of hitchhiking ghosts. <laughs> they have selected you to fill our quota, and they'll haunt you until you return. Now I will raise the safety bar, and a ghost will follow you home. <laughs> Talking Disney Podcast is not affiliated with the Walt Disney Company, and all material used during this podcast is property of its copyright holder and used for entertainment purposes only.